Rant much? Rant much? Rant much? Rant much? Rant much? Rant much? Hey guys, it's Naya. And Tuli. And we're back for another episode of Rant Much. But as you all know, we do not start any episode without a check-in. Tools, how you doing? I am good. I am good. <laughs> I'm <laughs> it was a sigh for me. The good and then the sigh. I was like, uh, uh, question mark? <laughs> you know when you're like just mechanically like wired to say, I'm good, thanks. How are you? That yeah. I just kind of had that yeah. moment. Uh, oh, yeah. But on 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 the on the whole, I am good. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Just because it's been so long since I've had money in my bank account, Amen. and this was payday weekend, so I yeah. actually had money in my <laughs> bank account. I could actually buy groceries and do shit for myself that I couldn't mm-hmm. do over the past few weeks. I don't even know what it's like. I don't even remember what it's like to have money in my account. So <laughs> having a bit of money to buy groceries to pay my bills, it was just it was good. It was good. Okay. Um, yeah, um, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm good, Great. in faith that I will be good. Uh, just trusting God for a whole lot of stuff in this season of my life. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm gonna leave it at that and say I'm. I'm trusting God, and anybody who's trusting God for some things right now, <laughs> will Amen. know that it's a. It's a. It's a sensitive phase. You don't want to say bad things you don't want to speak death into your life into your situations into the things that are kind of like in the balance right now but you you want to be positive but you also want to be faithful and you want to speak life so i'm gonna speak life and i'm gonna say i'm good (laughs) i'm gonna say god is good all the time and all the time god is good Even when it doesn't feel like he's good, and even when it doesn't feel like he's working, he's working. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my story, and I'm gonna stick beside it. How are you, okay. Naya? I am doing okay. I'm good. I had a slow start to my morning. I was selling tools. I was like, um, I mean, I'm I'm just working, and it feels like I'm constantly working, which is fine. Um, we're in the yeah. middle of tech week at my job, so I can't really complain to be like, this is the normal. Because I know when tech week happens, my life turns into literal hell week once again, um, mm-hmm. which is fine. That just is what it is. Um, and I don't mind it because I love what I do and I love working. Um, my life may be changing in the next few days, so we'll see how that oh. goes. Um, I applied to a program, a music program, and we'll see what the outcome of that is. And depending oh. on what they tell me, and what the results are, I may be changing my life up a little bit. And that's exciting, but it's also scary because mm-hmm. it's like, again, as a planner, I'm definitely one of those people who's like, okay, this is my life. This is what we're doing mm-hmm. every day. And I've gotten very comfy with my life at this point. Like I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, I live a really good, comfy life. And I can't mm-hmm. complain. But I also am still broke. And that's okay, too. But it's just <laughs> the season we're in. That's and okay, too. That's okay, yep, too. That is just the season. Um, picking between and you know what? and food. That's just a norm at this point, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what, Naya? Like, I'm learning that multiple truths can exist at the same time yeah, you know you yeah, can you sure. can be happy and comfortable with your life and realize like 
I live a good and comfortable life. Yes. And you can also say, I'm, I'm, I'm also a little broke sometimes. Yeah, yep. I mean, like, yep. I'm, I'm broke more times than I actually have money. And Amen. that's okay. It's the same Amen. thing as like, I am so grateful <laughs> for my life. But I want more and like I'm trusting yeah. God to bless me with more. I'm trusting God for abundance. And it doesn't make you less grateful, you know? Yeah. Exactly. You can say, I'm so tired from work and I'm so grateful that I have a job. It doesn't make you any less grateful yeah. for your job just because you're tired or just because Amen. you're over it or you had a bad day. So I just also want to say that to people yeah. who are out there trying to toxic positivity you into into saying yes. No, don't be tired. Be grateful. No, don't say you're broke. At least you got be this. Be grateful. Don't do that. I can be I can be broke <laughs> and grateful, okay? Amen. Amen. <laughs> I can be I can be broke and lucky. I can be broke and yeah. blessed. You know what I mean? Two things can yep. exist at the same time and that's okay. Um, but yeah, Naya, what because are we talking life. about this week? Uh, we are talking about Okay, so here's the thing. I'm just going to give this whole little spiel, and you guys are just going to go along for the ride. Okay, okay, great. Okay, so uh, the other day, I was, like, not feeling it, y'all. And this has been my, my, it's not my mood, but, like, I can't even think of the word. It's been my temperament. That's the word I'm looking for. My temperament mm-hmm. here lately. Life is good. Life is great. And then shit just happens, and I just have this wave of emotions. And I'm learning. I have a hard time with big feelings. And so I'm uh-huh. working through that because I'm I'm on my own healing journey. If any of you are big inside of the healing community, cool. Um, generational traumas, personal traumas, all that shit. Yeah, that that's my bag. Um, and so me and my friends are going through our own individual journeys and going through our it as a group and you know in the world and i just think everyone in the world generally is more self-conscious um mm. than other generations have be have been and that's a good and bad thing right like that is great because like now we can have serious conversations about emotions and how we're feeling and the world and how our our actions impact other people and how other people's impact other people's actions impact us mm-hmm. but there is this unfortunate thing that happens for a lot of us that is a part of that journey that is not as fun and cushy and cute as we see inside the movies when the girl decides she wants to be by herself and figure out her own loves and desires mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's called the work and like with anything the work is not fun um mm-hmm. no one wants to go to a job where they're like oh, it's just work like you want to go to your job and love it right yeah that's not mm-hmm. life most of the time you're probably still going to be like oh, this is work but I love doing it and I know I'm going to be better off for it. It's okay that I'm going to the gym every day. Yes, it burns. Yes, this hurts. I'm tired, but I'm going to push through, right? Like it's literally like going mm. to the gym and doing reps. So I posed this question to us. I was like, what about, can we talk about an episode about having big feelings? Because I've got a lot of big feelings and I've always been the kid with big feelings. Mm-hmm. I just have historically not been that great at addressing them. I run, Mm -hmm. I hide, I duck and cover, shit, I freeze. I will absolutely people please my way out of a situation if that means I can get the fuck out of it faster. I've done it all, okay? Mm -hmm. Pick up, think of it, I've done it. Gaslighting, manipulation, all that shit, I've done it. Not proud of Mm -hmm. it, but I will openly admit I am a human fucking being who definitely has some toxic traits and has done some very toxic things. So with that in Mm -hmm. mind, tools. First question, what does it feel like to be the person that feels everything so deeply for you? (laughs) I will say this. I completely hear you on like historically being the guy who's always had a lot of 
feelings you know the oh, scene yeah. in mean girls where the girl doesn't even go here and she's like i, I have a lot of feelings that's yeah. me no because yeah. that's me that's me i have a lot of feelings and i have a lot of big feelings like naya yes. said um oh my word it is um i think it's both a blessing and a curse to be somebody who feels things so deeply yes. and i think um people kind of make you feel it took me a while to be comfortable with the word sensitive um yeah. it took me years to be able to accept that i am sensitive um yeah. my my spirit and my emotions are very like bare like they don't have yeah. like a protection layer on them so if you say something if you touch it too too roughly i'm gonna feel it and i'm yeah. it, it's gonna be ouch or you know i'm gonna i'm gonna feel it there's you know? gonna be a reflex um, there yeah yeah, absolutely. There's going to be a reflex. I I feel things so deeply, y'all, and I it took me a long time to be okay with it. Yeah. I don't know why, but I think it was always associated with weakness. So yes. being the guy with big feelings meant I'm always the guy who's crying when everybody else isn't crying. I'm I'm the one taking things personally when people yeah. are like, I didn't mean it like that. Why did you take it so personally? You know, being yeah. the guy that I, I had to I had to constantly remind myself that nothing is as personal as you make it tools. Nothing is as personal as you make it. Don't make it personal. Don't make it personal. And yeah. I would constantly try to harden my skin because it felt wrong to be the guy to have big feelings and to be as sensitive as i am yeah i grew up with a mom if you guys haven't listened to our mom episodes please go back and and listen yes. to those because that gives you a lot of insights on who we are as people as well but oh yeah i, I, I spoke about it with my mom on, on on the podcast about how my mom was just never she was never like aware of her own emotions she's ne- my yes. mom's not an emotional person she's never been an emotional person she's gonna say it to you straight she's not gonna care how it affects you she's gonna tell you after a long day at school you smell why didn't you put on deodorant you know she's not gonna you try know, to put it to you nicely she's just gonna tell you, you smell. my mom is the exact opposite so i'm like well that must have been kind of nice but at the same time like i hear you like i know from our conversation yeah. your experience it's not always nice it's like. not nice it's not nice and being the sensitive kid with the mom who's not sensitive yeah. at all it was tough and yeah. i was a chubby kid still am a chubby kid <laughs> i was a chubby kid growing up and um it was it was tough growing up with a mom who would just say it like it is not that she ever made me feel weird about my weight yeah. i think that was the one thing that she was quite sensitive about yes. although she would touch on my weight here and there it was just a very difficult experience to have a mom who's just so straightforward who's going to tell you like it is i remember oh. i went through a phase where i thought i could sing and my mom was like <laughs> you can't you sing cannot sing <laughs> anyone she was can like, sing oh my god okay maybe everyone can sing but some we can't all sing well naya we can't okay, all hit the fair. notes that's fair okay <laughs> So I could not sing very well as a kid. And I, I, I even was in a cheetah girls group with my friends and I'm we dead. would sing at school. And my mom was like, what are you doing? You cannot sing. That's just never something Damn, you've been able Ma. to do. She was like, I will be damned if I am the parent that lets my child go to idols thinking that they can sing. And then you go and get them back. My mom's, oh. my mom's MO was always, if I don't tell you, the world's going to tell you in, in a yes. much na- nastier way. So let me tell yes. you. Let me give it to you straight so that when you get into the world, you're not deluded by like your own delusions and your own yes. like, oh, I wish I was this and I wish I was that. And the that world's not going to sugarcoat things for you. And then you're going to fall flat on your face and be even more embarrassed than you are in this moment. Yeah. So 
because at least I love you and it's perfect it's a protection mode exactly exactly so yeah my 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 journey being the guy who feels things so deeply has been tough it's been tough in friendships it's been tough in my 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 relationship with my parents both my parents are not very emotional people my parents say it like it is I remember like you know being a teenager you try new things you're trying on lipstick you're trying on new colors of lip of, of nail polish and my dad would literally tell me that you look ugly Go take that off. <laughs> no! You, 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 look, you look terrible. Take that off. And yes, as much as that was mean, I would just run and cry and not know how to like express that. Dad, I don't like it when you say things like that. So I was yeah. the kid who always had the outbursts and I would, you know, be have attitude. We used to say, like my parents used to say, you're so cheeky. Like I was that girl because I just oh, didn't yes, understand yes, what was happening in my body. I didn't understand what was happening in my emotions. But what I do know is I don't like this and I don't know how to communicate yes. this. I don't know how to say it. So it took me a very long time to be able to master my emotions. But when I did, I think I over mastered my emotions. The thing that you're talking mm-hmm. about, about being self-conscious. I think we've become aware in a generation where we are overly self-aware. Yep. And we are constantly criticizing ourselves. We yes. are constantly trying to be better and work through our traumas and trying to heal and trying to def- like, um, you know, face our emotions and deal with them. And if you make me feel a certain type of way, I'm not going to wait. I'm going to tell you we've, I think we're or doing just eliminate little... you all the way. Like, I'm just going to ghost your ass. Cause like, exactly. you're not creating a safe space for me and I can't be in that environment. Like, and then okay. we're not even in, in the process of that. We're not even able to give each other grace. We're not able to say, yes. Oh, flip. Naya is this type of person. Naya is just a blunt person. And that is just yes. how she puts things. I am an emotional person. I cannot, Naya, deal with the way that you speak to me sometimes and we can keep yeah. it pushing. No, we have become so overly like self-aware. We're cutting off people left, right, and center. We're not yeah. working through things. We're not forgiving people. We're not extending oh, no. grace to people as if no. we're not forgiven and we're not extended grace every single day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's been a tough road. Today, I, I'm going to say I stand in my power. I stand okay. in my power as somebody who, who has a lot of big feelings. I do. I do because I think I'm, I own and I master my feelings so well. There are moments yeah. where I don't. I'm, don't get me wrong. I, oh, my yeah. friends who are listening to this and are like, mm, are you sure? Sometimes I don't. <laughs> Look, be loyal. Like, be loyal, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm like, fuck it, fuck you. This is what I feel. Yeah. And I'm sticking by it and I don't care how you feel. And mm-hmm. I need to take a few days to come back. Oh, yeah. And say, you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> I literally had a, a situation like that with a friend of mine uh, maybe a month ago I was being a crappy friend and B okay. I know you're listening to this because she listens to our podcast <laughs> B I know you're listening and I was just being a crappy friend like I and I was having a bad day that day my period had just started yeah. I had a long day at work I just was not having it and I was like such an asshole I took uh. a couple of days I took a couple of days and I came back and I Not said, you know what? Time. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. So, yes, now That's I stand it. in my power. I own my emotions. I own that I am sensitive. I love that I am sensitive. It's one, is the, it's one of the most amazing things about me. Um, it makes me who I am. It makes me... Um, it makes me um, just so, like... Huh, what's the word? Like, I, 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 I absorb... And I think I absorb very well. Like I absorb people's energies. 
um, I am able to to gauge where people are at because I don't have that protective layer over my emotions. I'm able to meet you where you're at. I'm able to catch your heart. I'm able to catch your words. I'm able to catch the essence of who you are. Um, yeah. And sometimes I'm a little bit too open and too vulnerable, and that's okay. I'm dealing with that every day. Yeah. But it's the best thing about me. Now you can't tell me shit about being sensitive. You're not offending yeah. me if you say, oh, truly sensitive. And I have so many people in my life who try to use that as, oh, she's so sensitive. <laughs> Don't say that to her. She's going to cry. Yes, I am going to cry. And? And? Are you afraid of tears? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Naya? What is it? What's it been like for you? Hard. <laughs> oh, hard. I That's probably that. the best way to explain that. <laughs> Um, I heard I, so that. So I'm on the flip side, right? Like I had two parents who are very in tune with like emotions and feelings and development and were very intentional about a lot of things that they raised me and my siblings to believe. And on the flip side, I had a mother who did not know how to regulate her emotions. Like it was like you were very conscious and intentional about some things, but the judgment that you're talking about with like your dad, like, I don't remember it as harshly with my dad. And now that I'm older, I do. Like, there are times that I remember my dad saying things, but I was a daddy's girl. So I just, I feel like I sugarcoated a lot of that. If I'm being honest with myself, like, I think I just had different lenses. Like, my mom growing up felt like the bad guy because I always felt like she was judging me. And so me being the sensitive kid that I was and my mom being the sensitive person that she is, she was like you and had the mom who told her suck that shit up like nobody wants to see all those tears yada like all the stereotypical black you know kind of generational curses in a lot of ways of like we don't need emotions like you gotta survive a lot of it was survival and so my mom was bullied a lot as a kid and so like she learned how to be hard and my mom will tell you like she had anger issues as a kid like she definitely had anger issues and I think part of that was the fact that she wasn't able to properly express her emotions like she didn't have an outlet to express her mom passed away at a really young age she didn't really have a full hell she didn't even have a full year to grieve her mother dying um she had a new mom um and i i I love my grandmother hell my mom loves my grandmother like they are very close especially now and stuff but there is a lot to that um and even Mm -hmm. just the the perception of like how my grandmother views her and my grandfather's marriage is very different from how my mother remembers it um Mm. just because now you have all these people moving into your house your mother just passed like there's all these things that my mom remembers now that I don't think she remembered as a kid and so all of that Mm. plays into when she has me at 25 Mm -hmm. if anyone remembers their 25th year themselves in their 20s or if they are in their 20s you know damn well you don't know how to regulate your emotions like you are still Mm -hmm. learning um I call it like the advanced high school (laughs) of our like our 20s feels like kind of like the advanced version of high school uh, Mm -hmm. when it comes to like our social understanding of the world because now we have a better understanding like we don't have rules and regulations like we did in high school like that those diameters of like okay you have to be somewhere at this time you have to do this at this time right like yeah we have work but like no one's breathing down your neck to do your work you have to be accountable to that you have to be accountable to get your ass up and go to work and do what you're supposed to do and yada yada fill in the blank right and so there are all these different flexibilities with being an adult that you kind of have to relearn and so part of that are your social skills you have to retake in a lot of ways you literally do reparent yourself into learning Mm. proper social skills Mm. and so my Mm, parents 
you know, like my reparenting my yourself. It's a thing. That it's huge. Part? It's huge. And so, like, my mom went to therapy knowing that, like, she couldn't have kids until she dealt with her anger issues. But she's mm-hmm. still a very reactive person. Like, don't get me wrong. She is ten times better than, like, where mm-hmm. she was. But there are five of us. And my sister is literally a walking, spitting image of my mother. And so I honestly believe that our friends and our family and our siblings and fill in the blank, the people in our lives are mirrors for us of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so my sister is literally a walking image of my mom. And I think when my mom had my sister and me and my sister are, what, nine years apart, so nine years of my life, um, my mom got a lot more sensitive because my sister was just like you tools and she does cry. Like you could Mm -hmm. not yell at Dinah. Like Dinah is Mm -hmm. one of those people who you say the wrong thing to her and she's tearing up. Like it's over. Like we, you are (laughs) just, you can't even get a a thought to her. Like she is, she is going to start crying, you know, like if you, the way you pose it. And at first we all were like, Oh my gosh, y'all know damn well. You can't say that to dot. Like she is going to cry. And then all hell is going to break loose in the family. Like, Mm. what are you doing? And then I started recognizing as I've gotten older, my sister has a superpower. Like she's always mm. been the person who's always found a friend. She's always been the person who's yeah. always to people. She is very social. She's a dancer. Like she is a performer at heart. And that's what makes her so cool and special to me. I mean, mm-hmm. not just the fact that she's like my bomb ass little sister, but like those are like some of her superpowers. And that's what makes her her. And it was only then that I started to realize you've kind of cut off the strings of your superpowers. Like it's hard Mm. for me to express emotions because I spent so much time trying to make sure everybody else is okay. Make sure Mm. that my sister isn't crying inside the room. So I tell my brothers not to say certain things. So by the time I'm done doing that, I'm exhausted. Mm. Um, It's even to the point where it's like, I know there are certain people that I can't have conversations with because they're going to drain me. And I'm going to be so focused on talking to them and making sure I don't say the wrong things to them that I don't, I can't be honest about where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard because I've done that with both of my parents, you know, like as being an only child for five years and still having such a huge difference between our age difference between me and my siblings, in a lot of ways you do kind of grow up as like an only child in a lot of situations because it's like, okay, but nobody else is going through this but your friends. Like, mm-hmm. I was going it through middle school as a middle schooler by myself. All of my older cousins mm-hmm. were in high school, were in college. Like, it, it was yeah. just me. Um, and so it was just me and my friends figuring out this thing. I was my parents' firstborn, so they're figuring out how to raise a teenager for the first time. Yeah. And then with each kid after, like, I always joke, I'm like, my baby brother is going to get the best version of, like, a teenage parent because my mom will have had four kids that she mm-hmm. will have figured this out. But I was the first. So boys, sex, relationships, all those things, it was her first time actually having to figure out how to talk to me about those things. And so – yeah there's pros and cons to that and that's great that's fine but now I am looking back going I didn't feel safe in that moment when you said that to me I felt Mm -hmm. very uncomfortable when that happened I'm getting in relationships and figuring out I don't want to have to take feel like I have to handle your emotions when we have something going wrong Um, I want to be able to address the problem and move on I don't want to have to wait processing time. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. yes, I am overwhelming. I am absolutely overwhelming. And that's a word that has been used, I feel like, against me as well. It's like, you just are very emotionally overwhelming. I'm not emotionally overwhelming. You will get emotionally overwhelmed by me. And that is okay. 
You don't have to deal with me. I think the other thing that really resonates with me a lot of times is the idea of like, I'm not a lot and I shouldn't be calling other people a lot. That is not Mm. okay. Um, I should not be saying that to my friends, my friends who are more quote unquote sensitive than me. They hold space for me in ways that I feel like I don't have with anyone else. And Mm -hmm. that is something that I value. And the same things that I have issue with with other people are the same things that I do to other people. And so for me, it's a matter of holding grace and holding space because the same people who have said, I feel like you're emotionally overwhelming are the same people who get easily overwhelmed. (laughs) I'm usually the person who is like the person who is trying to make sure everyone is okay and then has to go back and then express my emotions. If I make, here's the thing about me. If I even feel comfortable to express my emotions to you, you're welcome because not everybody gets that privilege. I'm not an open person. Like tools will tell you, she'll probably express her emotions to like most people. Like that is who she is to her core. I am not the processing time that you probably take in hindsight. That is the processing time. It takes me just to express my emotions. Like Mm. I need to, and I've had this happen where a guy has done something to me and it takes like a week, like me and tools. Mm -hmm. will talk about it and we'll move on. And then it'll take that conversation a few more days, maybe another conversation with another friend three to five days after that. And I go, <laughs> so can we talk about what happened the other day? And he goes, wait, what happened the other day? What, what are you mm-hmm. talking about? Because I, and for some people that's a lot, that's frustrating. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. why didn't you bring it up in that moment? It's like, I didn't know it bothered me in that moment. Like it wasn't until, until right now. Yeah. Until right now when I've gone through all of my shifts and my emotions. And so for me, when I feel it, it's hard to feel it, which I, I'm starting to recognize as a defense mechanism for me is yeah, yeah. I needed that time to process because probably most of my life, I'll, I'll admit, I didn't have time to process mm. the things that were happening to me. So when I finally do address it, it's not because I just want to bring up old shit or I'm just trying to start stuff or like I'm I, – I don't know, like all types of the bullshit answers that people give, right? Like that isn't the reason. Yeah. The reason is like I actually had to go through my feelings and process it all. And then it's probably going to take me more years after that to come back and say, okay, I processed it all now. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> more things are going to have to happen because it just, there are so many things that I'm going back and processing from like high school and elementary and things that I didn't recognize bothered me so much until now that I'm 23 and like it's frustrating yeah like I find myself randomly crying in my car because I remember this one thing that someone did and that's okay because that's who I am (laughs) I'm a very introverted person so for me I do have to write it out I do have to talk it out I do have to write songs about it and poems about it and write plays about it and for me that is how I process my big emotions what sucks is recognizing you have those big emotions and feeling like you have nowhere to lay them out, you know, like, and feels like you have no one to talk to about them. And again, I'm recognizing that it's not that I have big emotions. I just have the, I have the courage to express those, those big emotions out loud, openly and honestly, because everyone has big emotions. Everyone has these feelings a lot of people just bottle them up and that's okay or have been taught to bottle them yeah. up because again those people who call you emotionally overwhelming it's not that they don't have emotions they may express them differently but it's not that there's something wrong with you it's just 
you may be overwhelming for them at that time. And if they honestly were self-aware of themselves, I'm sure they'd find that they probably also have those moments where they're expressing big emotions. They just don't know how to always handle their own emotions. And that's okay. I was literally about to say, I think, I think we all have emotions, but I think a lot of us might not have the room for those emotions to exist inside them. I think the way that we've referenced our childhoods, everybody's childhood looks so different. And some people just weren't given the room to have emotions. So they've learned to suppress and they've learned to not feel and they've learned to not be bothered by, you know, the things that happen around them. And I think the reason why I'm able to process my emotions very quickly is because I needed to as a kid. I, I didn't have, like you said, I had no one to talk to. I was an only child for the first eight years uh, of my life. And I was raised by my grandmother for all of those eight years. So I was quite literally an only child in my grandmother's house before I moved in with my mom. I didn't know my mother. My mother was always just this like distant kind of figure to me for the longest time until I moved in with her. She was always this very beautiful lady who came to visit me on school holidays. But like (sighs) I didn't really know who she was. They say she's my mom, but uh, she's not here. So I'm not sure if she really is. Um, I didn't have anyone to, to process feelings with. I didn't have older siblings or older girl cousins. All my older cousins are boys. So I did not have <laughs> space to talk about, like, what am I going through? What am I feeling? Um, why am I feeling like this? Why am I angry? Why am I sad? And so I had to figure out my emotions for myself. Yeah. In my room by myself. I would be mad at my mom because I had no relationship with her and it didn't seem like she had any interest in building a relationship with me. And I had to sit with those emotions by myself in my room alone. I, I, I sat with like, you moved me here from, from living with my grand who loved me and showed me affection. And now I'm here. You don't even hug me. You don't even spend time with me. Why am I even here? I went through years of feeling like my mom just quite literally hated my guts. (laughs) And I had no one to talk to about that, you know? So, yeah, I think our childhoods really do inform, you know, who we are, why we feel like, yeah, 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 why we feel like we, I think also like feeling like you have permission to feel feelings. Like I know my partner, for example, didn't feel like he had permission to feel feelings. He he, he didn't feel heard or seen in his home. So that trickles down to how he processes emotions now and, and how I does think that's a now. commonality like amongst like black males for sure like yeah, and as much sure, as like I get annoyed sure. with like the black male diaspora of like y'all treat women like shit like yeah but at the same time you all do not have the allotted a privilege as well of yeah having people having communities that literally say okay, dude, how are you feeling today? Like I, and I stand by this in a lot of ways. A lot of my male friends, cisgender, straight male friends that have mostly female friends are Mm -hmm. leaps and bounds more developed and evolved as people than like the ones who have mostly male friends. Like even if you have Mm -hmm. one or two like female friends in your life, like I don't know what it is. I, I feel like it's how we're socialized, but I do think some of it might also be like, the hormones that we naturally have in our bodies too i don't know i'm not a scientist here but like i definitely just feel like women give men the grace and the space to like be themselves like even for the fuck boys i recognize like part of what they're searching for is that motherly figure that they've always wanted of like being able to express their emotions in ways Mm. that they were not as children and that's 
partially why they hop from one relationship to the next is because when you can't supply that anymore, I have to find someone new who can. And as a person who's being that stand in mother for you, it fucking sucks. And it's also ass, but I also can logically understand why you're doing it. Doesn't make it okay. Just means I understand why you're doing it. I think I think women are just generally. Um, I think depending on your background, but I I will speak on like Black South African women, for example. That's the only kind yeah. of like diaspora of women I really get and understand. But I think <laughs> yeah. we're taught from a very young age to uh, infantize men uh, yes. as firstborns. Yes. <laughs> we take care of our brothers. We cook for them. We even if you're not a firstborn, you're cleaning up after your brother you're washing dishes because boys will be boys because boys don't wash dishes boys don't clean up after themselves the girls are sitting at home being the domestics to their little brothers to their big brothers to their fathers when the mothers are at work we're making tea for our fathers we're cooking for our fathers we're cooking for our brothers so i think what a lot of us are just like programmed to infantize men and i think that's a conversation for another day because it really does play into our relationships oh yeah (laughs) It plays into our relationships and like, and it manifests in the weirdest ways, like in the weirdest, <laughs> most unattractive like ways. I mean, in bed I mean, unattractive both for men and women. And like, women. I don't mean it's yeah. unattractive for women. I just mean like it's just very weird the kind of like dynamics we have with people who we are supposed to be loving romantically it's and awkward. we end up being their parents. Oh, it's that's very awkward. awkward. It's very <laughs> awkward because it's almost but, as if like you don't. You don't know what to do because obviously this is your romantic partner. Like you want to, yeah. you want to be a, again of what I was saying before. Of like, I want to process my own emotions and not have to process yours too. Like mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. need to have the accountability to process your own emission, your own emotions. Like that is your job. And if you can't, you need to be an adult and say to me, "Hey, babe, I I can't talk about this right now. I recognize yeah. that you're anxious about this issue that we're having. Here are my initial thoughts, but I swear I will expound on them later." And even Mm -hmm. if I don't know, I'm just going to tell you, I don't know right now, but we will talk about this later Mm -hmm. because I just, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel about what you said earlier, but I know I have feelings. I just don't know how to express them to you just yet. Yeah. Because I don't want to just react, but I just, I just need a minute. But again, that takes awareness. That takes Mm -hmm. self-awareness that not everybody got. Apparently that's a luxury. A lot of us, a lot of us don't got. got but I, <laughs> I just wanted to ask or talk about how how people received you as the person, the kid, the teenager, the adult with a lot of big feelings. What do relationships look like for you? I'm curious to know. It's rough. It's rough, y'all. Like, and I wish I had more positive feedback. Like, I wish I do, but it's rough because I think because I didn't know what to do. I just was constantly looking for this person to be like my internal best friend in a lot of ways Mm -hmm, i didn't know how mm -hmm. to express to my childhood friends and i like i'm still struggling with it now as a grown woman of like i didn't like how you said that or i feel left out or like in elementary school you don't know how to do that you know so like you are plotting you are twisting you are manipulating you are doing what it is it's survival mode it's essentially Mm -hmm. like i am trying to get my needs met but i am coercing i'm trying to adjust i'm not listening to my own needs like because i'm not standing on my own two feet so like Mm -hmm. it would it would be so little as like playing therapist for my parents you know like and i think my mom really put it into perspective for me when my parents were going through our divorce or through my parents' divorce 
not my divorce i ain't been divorced uh, my i parents literally divorced. was about to say did you hear yourself say yes. our divorce yep because that's what it felt like that's really Damn. what it felt like and i wish it didn't and i know how sick that sounds but like no seriously that's that's kind of what it feels like and my parents aren't mm-hmm. the worst version of like two people getting divorced like there were no fights there were no custody battles it was actually very amicable but there mm-hmm. as with any split any breakup of any sort especially when you have kids it's hard it's rough mm-hmm. it's nasty even with it it's being messy. cordial even with it being amicable it's always gonna be it's always mm-hmm. gonna be rough and so my mom had to put me in my place a few times of like you are a kid we are the adults you do not have mm-hmm. to answer these questions that your dad asks you you do not have to talk about these things i'm not going to ask you these things i'm not going to tell you certain things because that's not your job uh, mm-hmm. i was also an inquisitive kid so that was the other thing too is like i was always asking questions but i always i can feel what's going on in a room before it happens i can hear mm-hmm. myself saying things to other people and know how you're going to react before i say them and so a lot of times I would just go full throttle gas. I don't give a fuck. And there were other times when I was like, okay, I'm not going to say it like that. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, I know how I'm going to get them to react this way. And yes, it sounds manipulative. And I recognize that. But I also recognize that it comes from a form of defensiveness, trying to mm-hmm. keep myself protected. And so a lot of times in my life, I felt misunderstood. I felt not heard. Um, I didn't know how to express things. So that's, I think, where my bluntness really came from because it was more like, let me just put it out there into the universe and hopefully someone will receive it the way I mean it. And I'll clean mm-hmm. it up later, but let me at least put it out there how I feel mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll placate after, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think a lot of people who don't know how to do that drive me insane because it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want you to placate me. Do not spoon feed me. Just tell me uh-huh. what the fuck you mean and let's keep it moving. Uh, uh-huh. But I know some people need it softer. And it's funny because mm-hmm. my leadership style is definitely fuck feelings, let's get this shit done. Because that's what mm-hmm. I was taught to do. Even though, again, I have problems struggling processing my emotions. So it is only after I get the task done that I go, okay, how did I feel about that? Was that okay for me to do that? And I think with every leadership role that I've been given in my life, I have had to be more aware that other people don't operate that way. I have some coworkers Mm -hmm. even now that like need to process things in the moment or take as long as me to process things or more. Mm -hmm. And I've had to adjust accordingly. I just think as you meet new people, you learn different ways to adjust to the world and that's okay. It's just, Sometimes it's just exhausting to be the person with the big feelings because you are absorbing all of that. With other people, it's like, who cares? But with you, it's like you are literally absorbing in real time everyone's Mm -hmm. emotions at all times, which is why Mm -hmm. I think my social battery runs out so quickly. I've never Mm -hmm. been the person who could be at a big party or go to the club constantly because I am constantly analyzing every little thing that's going on around me, A, for protection, (laughs) and also just like because I'm just a curious person and that's just how my brain works. And I can't help that my emotions follow suit with my brain. So it's just, it's a lot. Even when people are like, why do you ask so many damn questions? Because I need to know the answer and I'm curious to know what you think about things. So that Mm -hmm. way I can process what to do or say next. (laughs) It's all about Mm -hmm. control. I'm sorry. This is just how my brain operates. It's just about control. But that's that's valid though. It's valid. You know, like it's it's survival. And I hate that that's how I've been programmed, but it's true. That is how I know how to get from point A to point B. Like, how do I say this thing so uh, someone else understands where I'm coming from? How do I get mm-hmm. this point so I can get what I want? And how do I help other people get where they want? 
Like mm. I'm, I'm not doing it in a manipulative sense of like it's only about me. And I have had those moments when I have, and I feel bad about those because I do have a heart, right? But like, I am also the person who would do whatever I need to to make sure that other people also get what they want and get what they need. Like I will make sure that. I do what I need to in order to help everyone involved as well. So it's not completely coming Mm -hmm. from a sense of manipulation and, and self, you know, fulfillment. It's also about like just the greater good of just like objectives and getting shit done. Um, So there's also that, that. but what about you tools? How do people receive you in your life? Oh man. Um, I think it's, it's been different in different phases of my life. I remember in primary school, I struggled a lot with like, honesty you know because i had some really mean friends in my life who would be like i'm just being honest but you're and it's not honesty (laughs) (laughs) like i'm just being honest but we don't want to be your friends and i'd be like oh fuck i hate that so for a long time i really just struggled with like the word honest or i'm just being honest and it would just be very triggering for me to hear that sentence come out of people's mouths because i'm like You're about to bully me. You're about to hurt me. And I don't like You're it. about so to think, justify it by being honest, quote unquote. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. I think I've, I think being bullied as a kid is a huge part of why I'm so sensitive. I've always oh, yeah. been the chubby kid, like I say. So I've, I've been bullied my entire life and it doesn't hurt any less. I'm not yeah. the type of person who's going to tell you, oh, it's just made me so hard because <laughs> I've been bullied my whole life. No. <laughs> no it just sucks it hurts that's all it is every time <laughs> it hurts every time it hurts just as badly as the last time if not more yep. okay depending yep. on what you said and the extent at which like i'm feeling the hurt at the moment in the moment but yeah i've struggled a lot with that struggled with friendship in in primary school um in high school i think i like i think i did a lot better with friendship and just finding people who get me more yeah, um yeah, I, I, I struggle, um, I struggle with, um, yeah, man, like just how people talk. I, I've got a thing <laughs> with Inlela Yotet, which in Kasa directly means the way of talking. I, yeah. I'm very big on people who know how to talk to people. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. very big on, um, manners and just knowing how to put things to people um and and it bothers me when you don't have when you don't have a way to 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 put things politely or to put things kindly i'm not the kindest person on the planet i'm not going to say that i'm not the most polite person on the planet but i definitely have an awareness of how to speak to people and i think for me the line between honest and rude is a lot thinner than it is for most people so I think I struggle in a lot of in a lot of like places because people are like it's just honesty I'm just being blunt and I'm like no, no. you're being fucking rude yes. <laughs> you're rude because there's a way to rude. say everything for sure yeah or or you're being offensive you know yes. I think there's there's a difference between like I don't know that I'm being offensive like I'm not I'm I'm not sure how to yeah. say this but this is what I mean and it's yes. important for you to say like I don't know how to say this but this is what I mean. Just so yeah, that I, you, I already know that you're struggling to get the words out, then I can help you place the words. Right? Yes. But yes. if you're just And it gives the person more to, grace. You're not immediately exactly. on the defensive. You're like, oh, 100%, you don't know how to say this. 100%. You're not speaking to me like you're falling out of a tree. You're not speaking to me like <laughs> yeah. you're speaking out your bums. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
I, I've become, or I was rather, the type of person who would nip that shit in the bud very quickly because that was like a defense for me, right? So yeah. I was the type of person to be like, that's rude, <laughs> or don't oh, say yeah. it like that, <laughs> you know? And then the older I got, the more aware of like social cues, you know? You oh, can't always yeah. be the person constantly um, calling people out in the middle of a conversation. I then oh, began yeah. to shy away from calling people out in the middle of the conversation and then yeah. became the polar opposite who lets things go and I don't say anything and my oh, boyfriend yeah. is like but why don't you tell her she's your friend why don't you tell her that she's hurt you or that you didn't like the way that she said that so yeah, I've, I've gone from one it. extreme I've gone from one extreme to another I think because I'm so sensitive I always assume that somebody else is as sensitive as I am so mm, I, I'm very careful with how I put things. I'm very careful with how I express that. I, I don't know what you meant by this, but I don't yeah. like it. I don't like the way it makes me feel. And sometimes yeah. it might take me a day or two. Don't don't get me wrong. It's not that it's not that I didn't know it offended me in the moment. I knew immediately. I just didn't know how to say it. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know how to say it in a way that wouldn't offend you. Because the last thing I yes. want is to is to is to give offense when I've received offense. Like the last thing I want to do is be rude to you because you were rude to me. I'm not oh, that no. person. I don't. I don't. Re- I don't reciprocate energy. I don't do that. No. I don't do that. And and I, I think I'm, even I people like that do girls, that's not like... fair. Yeah, it's not. It really isn't. I'm not a mean girl. I don't like mean girls, and I don't like mean yeah. energy. So if it feels mean spirited, I'm gonna take a a beat, and I'm going to try and give you the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, maybe it wasn't meant to be mean spirited, but this is how it came across. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I've struggled a lot with that. I'm I'm the talker. I'm the let's talk about it friend, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of friends who don't want to talk about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who are like, it's not that deep, tools. Let it go. It's not that deep. And I'm like, yes, no, but it is that deep. To me, it is. it is that deep. And yeah. I would hope that you would just respect me and give me room for me to feel what I'm feeling. If it's yeah. unwarranted and if it's baseless, sure, let me know that. But don't tell me it's not that deep. Don't tell me I'm overreacting. Don't tell me I made it up in my head because, because basically what you're saying is real. What basically what you're saying to me when I hear those comments is like it's a thing I just don't want to talk about it in that moment which you can right? also say like it's not that this isn't a thing it's just that you don't want to talk about it right now which is fine yes we will be yes. coming back to it though yes and I think another thing is just because it's a thing for me and it's a big deal for me doesn't mean it is a big deal for you and that it was yes. a thing for you that you put and that's okay too you can yes. also say tools I had no idea that my words affected you that way I was yes. just speaking off the top of my head but I hear that it's made you feel some type of way, so let's talk yes. about it, you know? So that's valid, too, and that's fine, too. Um, I think there's that, and then I think there's my relationship with my mom where I was always chasing with my mom. Being the person who is the one who feels all the emotions, I think you carry yeah. a lot of the brunt of the relationship. I think you, <laughs> yes. you do a lot more of the building of the relationship when you feel big emotions. So yeah. I was constantly... Mom, can we talk about this? Mom, I didn't like this. Mom, can I talk to you about this? And my mom, one thing about her, she does not like to talk, okay? She does not <laughs> want to talk about it on That's any day it. of the week. I don't want to talk about it. On, you will never catch my mom on a day where she actually wants to have a conversation about it. <laughs> but every day of the week and twice on a Sunday, I want to <laughs> talk about it, okay? Twice on a Sunday. And 
<laughs> my mom struggled with me so much. She still does. I yeah. still force her to have uncomfortable conversations. She said this on our yep. episode. Like, you force me to have these uncomfortable conversations that I'm not ready for. And at the end of it, I'm like, I'm so glad we had that conversation. I'm yeah. so glad we cleared that up. Because yeah. that's just who I am. Um, I struggled in my relationship at the beginning. I think just kind of catching each other's drifts and catching each other's hearts. Rhea's not a talker. Um, mm. And I am. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Hence, I'm on a podcast and have a podcast. Um, <laughs> it was Facts. a lot. It was a lot to bridge that gap. It's a lot to be like, I feel this and it's a true feeling. And it's not true to you because you don't feel it and you could never fathom feeling this kind of emotion. That doesn't yeah. make it any less real. It just means it's just a bit out of your scope. And we can do yes. the work to kind of like bring our scopes together and like find some sort of like, you know, middle ground. Yeah. Um, I mean, but quiet guys kind of yeah. are the best though. Like, I feel like for me, like someone who is does not like really overwhelming, like front and center type people, like I just don't vibe with those people as well. Like the yeah. quiet guy is the one who I'm going to vibe with because on a regular basis, I am very quiet. It's usually when I have to be in front of people that people are like, you're not quiet at all. I'm like, well, think yeah. about my career field. I have to be in front of people and I have, have to talk to, to people. Be. But if I don't yeah. want to do that, my option is not let's go out and party and do this some more. My option is let me take my ass home and be left alone. Like I yeah. literally in my room most of my time and my roommate is like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I just don't want to do what people <laughs> like. So I get that. I think, and I hear what you're saying. Like, I don't know why. I've, I did a stock count of my friends not yeah. so long ago. And I was like, a lot of my friends are like, a lot of my friends are a lot more reserved. They're a lot mm. more like wallflowers. They're a lot more like I'm on the perimeter. I mean, I'm, yep. sta- I'm standing in the perimeter of a room at a party. I'm in the center yep. of a room. I'm talking to people. And I wonder why that is. I mean, I guess you can say opposites attract. But I think for the longest time, I was beating myself up. Like, do I just find quiet to themselves reserved friends so that I can be the star. <laughs> is that something I do subconsciously, consciously? Yeah. You know, do I, and I struggle with people who I find who are on the same frequency as me. I yeah. I struggle same. with that because I think, I think I have a certain frequency, but I think I, I tend to meet people who have like a different, I don't want to say higher frequency, but like they just, they're a lot less um, like just self-aware you know, okay. and I think that's the the label that loud, talkative people are often, like, given. Like, we, we, we're just talkers. Like, all we want to do is talk. All we want to do is ha- be the center yeah. of attention. And that's not who I am necessarily. I think I'm very self-aware and very aware of others in my talkative loudness, yeah. uh, center of the roomness. But the other people I meet feel like they're very, like, it's about me. And I'm the show. And I'm the star of the show constantly, all day, every day. I'm the show. Yeah. And I'm like, woof. I can't do that. No. I don't mind you being loud and, and confident. And I, hell, I mean, I'm, ex- I'm all of those things. But if there's, if, if I feel like you lack a self-awareness or like you don't have like social cues, oh, we, oh. we, we can't be friends. It's like night we and day. It's really like night and day. Like there are definitely spectrums to the loud friend who like needs yeah. all the attention for sure. Like and I'm sometimes the quieter one in my friend group for sure. And I don't like how y'all be lumping loud people in all in the same boat. <laughs> I feel like society just makes loud people. Oh, she's just so loud. And and I want to get into a question about labels. And I'll yeah. get into mine. Like I, I like a, a big personality like mine, loud girl, big feelings, yes. always a talker, always a feeler. Always labels like I get thrown on. It's like, 
Yeah. Loud. You're just loud. I struggled with loud for a long time. I struggled yeah. with loud for a Still. very long time. Yeah. Still do. But I'm closer. So pff, I don't care. Um, Dude, now I own it. Now it's like whatever. <laughs> but I think I hate it when it feels empty. It feels like when you're giving me yes. the, the label of loud, it feels like there's nothing to it but just you just want attention. And that's not who I am. Um, yes. Sensitive, obviously. Like, oh, my cousin, I have a very close cousin of mine who's like my brother who calls me sensitive every single day i <laughs> still struggle with sensitive yep. but i am sensitive so what what you yeah. gonna do about it absolutely nothing okay oh yeah <laughs> um i think um emotional was also like one that was quite like a big one for a minute like it just felt like you know but um i think also like um What's the word that people use that re- like anything that makes me feel like I'm too much? Like you were saying, like if I'm overwhelming, yeah. yes. I, of, I felt like I'm too much all of my life, guys. I have a mom who doesn't ever want to talk to me about anything, so I'm always yeah. feeling like I'm overwhelming her every second of the day. So if you make me feel like I'm overwhelming, I switch off, I run away. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not putting myself in a situation where I feel overwhelming, where I feel like I'm too much, where I feel like I'm too loud, I'm too big for the room. I, I can't, can't do it. Like, confrontational uh, is another word. Oh. oh my god, I hate I hate confrontational. Oh. <laughs> I, I feel like that's hate, a double edged sword for people saying that. Like, ugh. I hate it so much, Naya, because it's never positive. Never. It's never positive. Because you confrontation is seen me. as bad. Like it's never yes. seen as good. Yes. Yes. I have one friend who constantly reminds me, like, friend, when I say you're confrontational, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it in the most positive way because I am not, I hate confrontation. Yes. I cannot stand, I cannot stand having a hard conversation yes. with someone. So when I say you're confrontational, it's nothing more than saying you confront things. So I've had to, so God has placed so many people in my life that really are yeah. debunking these words for me and are saying, Fred, when I say you're confrontational, I really just mean it in the sense of the meaning of the word. <laughs> yes. I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to attack you. you yes. know? And trauma will do that. Trauma will make yep. you think that people are trying to attack you but they really just mean the word in the way that the it means. The literal word. Yeah, I agree. And the literal sense of the word. So yeah, those are my triggers. Confrontational, too much, overwhelming, emotional, loud. I have so many. Ugh. Fat is so also many. one of them, but that has nothing to do with this conversation. <laughs> but don't ever use the word fat around me or refer to me as fat or refer to anybody else as fat in front of me. That's don't real. do that. I mean, I, I use the word fat when I'm speaking about how people refer to big people in the world because that's okay. the label that people use like if i'm if i'm quoting an article or if i'm quoting a tweet or yeah. if i'm speaking about it like societally i'll say fat women yeah. or like fat people just because that's what people say but that's the context please, yeah please 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 erase that word from your memory when you talk to me please <laughs> i can't that's that is it. one way that I, you and i are not compatible immediately immediately <laughs> no i've seen what i needed to see and it's done. But that has nothing to do with this conversation. Like, <gasps> what uh, are your labels, Naya? What are the labels you, you've are, had to deal with? Uh, I don't... Uh, I have a lot. <laughs> Emotionally overwhelming. Loud as well. Um, and again, it's not often that people call me emotionally overwhelming. Like, it's it's very rare. And I don't even know where I got that from, to be honest. Like, I really don't. Mm. I just know that it was. it's a trigger when people have said it to me and I feel like I've given them the word and they've agreed and that was hurtful I don't know um mm. so I don't even know if people have straight out said that to me um I 
maybe once or twice, but still, that's what it felt like. Um, I am probably a little bit of the opposite of you. Like I would, I have my outburst because I haven't processed or I'm reacting to the things that are happening to me. And because I don't have the words just yet, I just kind of go into myself and then Mm -hmm. I'll sleep or I'll go to my corner or I'll go to my room or whatever. And my mom was always the one who was like, okay, she'll come out when she's ready or she'd knock on my door Mm -hmm. and be like, you ready to talk now? Like that was Mm -hmm. always, that has always been my mom. My mom always is like messaging me every day. Like, how are you? Okay. And then we see each other in person. She's like, okay, so how are you really? Like, how is this person? Mm. Um, And so I think that's a big thing for me is like, it's that catch 22. If my mom knows it takes me longer to process, it just does. Mm -hmm. And for her quiet kids, we self process and self digest. And I I think I always felt kind of more at peace with my dad because of the fact that he's the same way. Like he's not Mm -hmm. as reactionary. He's a very quiet, calm, collected guy. And so my dad writes a lot and is a minister. So like he expresses himself in a different way. And my mom's like an accountant. So, I mean, she's always in her own cubicle (laughs) type Mm -hmm. thing. Like people have to come to her for her to actually communicate, which we always find to be like super funny because she's more social than she plays it up. But, um, I think the label of me being sensitive has changed because I have a very sensitive sister and I recognize how sensitive my mom is. So like, whereas it used to Mm -hmm. be an insult to me for my mom to be like, you're just being so sensitive. Like I now, my brothers were really good. I think when they came along of being like, mom, you are also very sensitive. So I don't know. I don't know where you think like these imaginary children that you created have, you know, are, but we are all products Mm -hmm. of you. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're all just a sensitive family, so get over it. Uh, mm-hmm. So that has been, mm-hmm. like, a very interesting growth moment for us. Um, overwhelming, um, loud, especially, because, like, what does that imply? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I can turn down my volume, but I get really, oh, passionate. That is one. Passionate. That is a good one. That, that is, is a, a good really, one. Because my, it was somewhere in, like, high school. Like, my, I was also a very smart-ass teenager like and I still am Mm -hmm. I have the habit and my male friends have pointed this out to me and I did not know this about me but they pointed out to me all throughout life I am a speak first ask for forgiveness later there are a lot of things in my life where I'm like I will just say what I'm thinking because I just need to get it out and you're gonna take it how you're gonna take it because I got shit to do yeah like and that's okay to some degree because I get shit done but it is at the expense of other people's emotions sometimes and so sometimes Mm -hmm. I am the person who goes I don't know why the fuck you're upset and I don't really care because mm-hmm, right now is not the mm-hmm. time for me to deal with that. We will deal with mm-hmm. that later. And then I go back and go, oh, that was that was really shitty. I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said that. In fact, every conversation I probably have, I probably go over my head two, three, four, five times in my day before I go to bed. And that's OK. Um, just yeah, you've definitely become so more aware with our conversations. You've definitely yes. become more aware with me. Like, yes. I literally hear you going over the conversation. Like, I don't mean to be sound offended. Like, I, I don't want to offend you. Like, I, I'm not, like, this is not what I'm trying to say. I'm, what I'm trying to say is because I think you know, like, how everybody processes things. I know how Tuli is going to process things. Like, that is. Yes, yes. And it's funny because some, some of my friends have been like, I've never seen you be this self-aware. Like, I've never seen yeah. you be so autocorrect these days. Yeah. But I think because I'm becoming so aware of myself. It is yeah. forcing me to have to take into stock. For once in my life, I'm not just going, I will apologize about it later. Like, for once, I'm actually going, how about just don't yeah. say it, dumbass? And then you won't have to apologize. Yeah. You know, like, I think that's starting to become a yeah. thing that I'm walking into and stepping into. And so for me, 
a lot of times historically I have said things and just kind of dispute at the mouth and people recognize the people who really know me know I don't mean anything by it I am just really passionate about what I'm talking about and so it just come mm. sort of comes out and it comes out in just like a rainfall and so my mom is really big on just being like Naya you're just passionate like a lot of times mm. hell a lot of times for women in general we are misunderstood over overly uh aggressive you know categorized as aggressive overly Mm -hmm. um created to be these monsters of people when we're literally just saying what needed to be heard here's the problem with communication it is a two-part act it is what i say and how i say it and then it is the other part of the process of you receiving it and determining how i say things through your own lens and so mm-hmm. that is where it kind of comes into problems, I think, for me, is, like, I am already working through all these cogwheels in my own brain. But then when you tell me that you have to process, that what you've processed of what I said it went completely opposite of what I was trying to say, mm-hmm. that, is, that is also a whole nother problem. But at least yeah. for me, my big feelings come from, I've really been thinking about this, this is really how I feel about this, and I finally come to the brave decision to tell you how I feel about what I said yeah and so now I I have to come to grips with those feelings because sometimes I don't know how I feel until I say them aloud to other people it's not even just writing but like Mm. sometimes it's just like I will have a conversation with a friend and I go oh that's why I was upset oh Mm. that's why I felt that way in that moment Oh, and sometimes it'll just happen where I'm just doing I'm just doing the dishes and my brain will go somewhere. Not specifically the dishes, mm-hmm. but something that doesn't take a lot of thought. And things will just hit me in a different way than they did before. And so it it does trigger the passion inside of me. But I would definitely say loud, emotionally overwhelming. Oh, performing. That is a new word for me. I just feel like Ooh. you're performing. Ooh. That is and a that's word. mad triggering for me. Because as an I artist, I could not imagine hearing somebody say that to me because I would die. <laughs> it's hard because it's like, what? as an artist, I am a performer, and I get really annoyed with other people who do perform a lot in front of me. And so I'm I'm figuring out that word. I haven't figured out how that word has shifted me yet. Like I haven't figured out how I that think- word affects me yet. Yeah, I think because I, think I, we all I perform. Th- I was about to say that I think I think there's a level of like perform performance that we all do. Like life is performative. Yes. Okay, you don't go to the office and behave the way that you would if you were sitting at home on no. your own, working on your own laptop in your own space. So all of us are performing to some extent, but I think yes. the way that the world means it, who, who don't really understand like how performative life is and can be. The way yeah. that the world means it is is that you're being inauthentic. Yes. That's how I would receive it. I would receive it. If somebody told me I was performing, yeah. I would immediately assume that they mean I'm being inauthentic. Being, yeah, you're not being authentic. You're not being true to who you are. Uh, exactly. I would struggle with that. I would melt into a puddle of brown. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like the reason why I'm struggling with the word itself, and it was used on me probably a few months ago, so like kind of recently, not like last week, but like a few months ago. I think for me, the reason why I struggle with the word is because like, A, I am a performer, and if there's one thing we're taught as actors is you bring pieces of yourself to every character. 
And mm-hmm. so if that is the case, then me performing isn't not being true to who I am, isn't being inauthentic. It's just another heightened version of who I am, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's okay. Like with my partner, with my friends, I should be able to be all those things. And like with your close mm-hmm. friends, you know, when they're performing, cause new people are in the room, you know, like there's a new person mm-hmm. around you guys. And you're like, you would never say that if it was just us mm-hmm. in the room. Like, mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. that, but you're not going to call them out on it because you know that that's just the circumstance of what they felt like saying. Yeah. You know, you know, we're all performing, you know, we're all sussing each other out. You know, we're all kind of like, ah, do they like me? Do they not? If I say this, will they like me more? Exactly. And I think that's normal. I think that's a normal Mm, part of the human experience. So I think I am still flushing out how, what that says. Like, do Mm -hmm. I take that or do I throw it away? Like, I'm still in the, I'm still three, four, five, six, seven months later in process of how do I feel about someone saying, I think you're, oh, now you're performing. You know, like, how do I feel about that? Because I don't know. Because I think everyone does. And I know the person who said it to me also is very performative. So I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's just who you are. Mm -hmm. I know who you are to your Mm -hmm. core. And it's not this person. But I, I, again, I think I feel, I feel strong feelings about everything. But specifically Mm -hmm. about people who are not self-aware, but place these labels on us. Like who are not (sighs) themselves self-aware, but place it on us to do their work. Like, would you have said that if you recognize that you do the same thing to me? Damn. And maybe you would, and that's okay. But just don't say it like it's an insult. Yeah. Am I am I too much, or are you just really not enough? Okay. Is my gallon your cup? Like, <laughs> and that's okay. Like, am I am I too much, or do you just really not have any capacity? You For just me. don't have capacity to hold anything anyone because you are so into yourself and so up your own ass that yep you're not trying to hold anything for anybody else yep so you know what for me personally i just want to like say shout out to my friends who help me deal with my emotions my very close close circle of friends who help me debunk my emotions my partner oh my word my partner my mom and my two very close friends who are like, I know you're feeling this much. I know yeah. your feeling is feels like it weighs 10,000 kilograms. But let's really unpack this. <laughs> yes. You feel this way because of something that happened to you. And somebody said this to you and you think that somebody means it in the same way. That's not how they mean it. So shout yeah. out to the people in our lives who help us unpack minimize the big feelings or help yeah. us give perspective to the big feelings not to gaslight i mean I'm, i'd never feel gaslit by these people it's always just giving me perspective like tools i know in your mind and heart this is how big the feeling is and this is how big you feel like this person has wronged you this much yeah but let's look at the let's look at the truth <laughs> shout yeah. out to the friends who, who who redirect me to the truth yeah. And not Agreed. just my emotions, who remind me that my emotions are not facts. My emotions Amen. are not hardcore truths. Because if I didn't have y'all in my life, I probably would have no friends and I would be <laughs> unemployed. <laughs> I would not have this podcast. I would not oh, be boy. doing anything in my life. Because one thing I need to remember and my friends remind me of every day, a friend of mine used to say this to me in high school all the time. She used to say, offense is always taken. It's never given. Yes. It's always taken. <laughs> no one gives you offense, you take it. 
So shout out to the people who who remind me that you're you're taking offense, yeah, and no one has handed it to you. No one gave it to you, but you're taking it freely. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's where I'm gonna park it personally. Naya, yeah. do you have any last remarks before we wrap it up? Um I even feel weird about saying this, but protect your peace. Like do what you need to do to feel sane and safe. And if that means cutting off someone, okay. If that means just stop talking to people for a few hours, that's okay. Um, if that means talk to everyone, okay, cool. Do you boo? Yeah. Like, I'm okay yeah. with that too. If you're happy, I'm happy. Um, and ultimately, just show empathy. I can love somebody from yeah. afar, and that's okay. Like, it's it's yeah. okay to recognize I don't like that someone does this in my life. And so I'm just going to take a few steps back. And uh, I'm going to let you live your life on your own and we'll yeah. see if we meet at the next crossroads together or if we don't and that's okay mm-hmm. either way either result mm-hmm. just means that life is happening and it's okay but i would definitely just say like give grace and empathy to people because you everyone is living in their own reality and that's okay mm-hmm. just don't be don't be out here putting labels on people just because you can't deal with your own shit mm-hmm. but also i recognize it takes a lot of bravery and courage to deal with your shit because I know yeah. I don't always have the bravery and courage to deal with my own. So, hey, that's, that's my two word. <laughs> that's a word. Well, uh, that is where we're going to pack it this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it to this point, I know you are recognizing that our conversations and our episodes are getting longer and longer. Yeah. We don't care. No. This is who we are. <laughs> don't try this to change us. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Guys, have an amazing week. Thank you for bringing us into your week and uh, making us a part of your journey today. Have an amazing day, night, weekend, week, wherever and whenever you're listening to this. God bless you and goodbye. Bye. Stop, 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 stop